Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Podsauce, your podcast discovery show. I'm Dax Holt. I am Alicia Renee. And our t- today's guest. Look at you. You're so giddy. I, I love am. it. <laughs> I feel like you, uh, when you had um, Adam on, yeah. uh, your co-host uh, on Hollywood Rock, because that's your people, that's your family. I got my people, my family on uh, today's show. But he's not just my people. He is a New York Times, two times New York Times bestselling author, radio Hall of Famer. Um, you guys get him every morning on The Breakfast Club. I am talking about none other than Charlemagne the God. What's up, bro? What up, Big Leash, my sister? How are you? <laughs> Bless Black and me. highly favored. I'm good, That's man. I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Bless Black and highly favored. Yes, All indeed. day. You know, uh, I was really excited to get you on, bro, because as a podcast discovery show, I felt uh, that, that no one else quite like you can speak to the importance of podcasts as someone who not only has uh, The Brilliant Idiots, uh, The Breakfast Club in podcast form, but you also own Black Effect, which is a partnership with iHeart. So you house so many other podcasts under your umbrella. We've had a few of your um, people on here. We've had The Trap Nerds. We've had Flame Monroe. No one like you can speak to the importance of podcasts, so I want you to take it away. Uh, what, why, why Black Effect, uh, your podcast imprint, and then talk to us about what goes into the people you choose to go under your podcast umbrella. You know what's crazy? I was arrogant to podcasts uh, back in the day because I remember when my guy, Chris Moreau, Chris Moreau used to run the Loudspeakers Network, so Chris was kind of like really early on when it came to like podcasts and podcast networks, so he had like The Read and The Combat Jack Show, and he kept telling me, you know, you should start a podcast, you should start a podcast, and I literally said, why? I'm on the radio every day. <laughs> I was like, what's the point of starting a podcast? Like, I don't get it. I feel like podcasts are for people who can't, you know, get on the radio, but, you know, luckily I wasn't too hard-headed, and so, um, you know, we launched The Brilliant Idiots, and, and for me, it was a, it was an opportunity to allow Andrew, who's one of my good friends, to express his very unique POV, which the world has, you know, finally gotten to hear on such a large level, my man Andrew Schultz. And so when we started doing that eight years ago, what people didn't know that I was always a a part owner of the loudspeaker network. So I kind of was, you know, already watching how to establish a podcast network 
you know, how to get ad revenue in, in, in regard to having a podcast network. And then I just started seeing all these other podcast networks launching the Gimlets and the Anchors and the Ringer. And I just said to myself, there is nobody doing that specifically for black voices. It felt like all the black podcasts were like scattered, you know, all over the place. And a lot of brothers and sisters wanted to launch podcasts and didn't necessarily know how. So when it came time for me to re-up my deal with iHeart, I was like, look, you know, this is what I want to do. And I know somebody's going to partner with me in doing it. So why not do it with the company that I've been in business with for the past 12 years? And they're the biggest audio company in the world, which is iHeart. So that's that's just literally where the idea for the Black Effect came from, just seeing that there was something missing in the marketplace. There was no, you know, hub for like black voices. And I always say I want to be to podcast now what BET was to black voices in like the, the 90s, early 2000s. Just because I know you personally, bro, I know your passion for putting on uh, your friends, your family, your people that you see doing the hard work. They just need a break. Uh, they need a leg, uh, a leg up. Uh, so I know some of the podcasts uh, that you've acquired under Black Effect, uh, why you've done it. But you have some other podcasts under there like uh, I didn't know. Maybe you didn't know um, either. And we spoke to we actually had the host B. Dot, a phenomenal interview, by the way. He absolutely loves he was like, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet, but, you know, I can't wait to meet him in person. What as it pertains to selecting uh, podcasts, what is it about these podcasts that makes you say I want them on outside of obviously the black voice experience? I want them on Black Effect. Well, you know, it's a combination between me and, you know, Big Dolly, Dolly Bishop. <laughs> you know, Dolly is the president of the Black Effect Podcast Network. I didn't know maybe you didn't either. That was literally all Dolly. Like, I know B-Dot. I know B-Dot from when he was, you know, on Wildin' Out. And he used to, he does, I, I think he's, he used to do radio in North Carolina. Yeah. He used to do a morning show in North Carolina. So I've, I've known him, you know, through the internet and stuff like that. But Dolly put that whole concept together, you know, as a daily podcast. But for me, it's literally people that I'm fans of, like people that I enjoy, you know, listening to. Like when we can partner with the 85 South Show or partner with All The Smoke, those are podcasts that I'm already listening to and have already been listening to. Podcast Partnering with Drink Champs, I'm already listening to them. But then when it comes to somebody like Jess Hilarious, who, you know, never had a podcast, but it's like, I like hearing Jess on Instagram. So I'm like, Yo, Jess, you ever thought about doing a podcast? And the beauty of the Black Effect, we launched the Black Effect during COVID. Mm. So I always had this idea, but during COVID, when I was, you know, finalizing my situation with iHeart, so when it came time to launch the Black Effect, everybody was down because everybody was home. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, it was a great time to start talking about, yo, you ever thought about launching a podcast? And, you know, luckily, yeah, people like Jess Hilarious, they launched during COVID and they, they, they love it so much that they stuck with it. So for me, it's just a matter of like, man, literally finding people that I'm fans of, that I enjoy hearing, whether they had podcasts previously or they do stand up or they're funny on social media. Like, let's just try it and see if it works. And, you know, thank God all of them are working pretty much. You uh, during the pandemic, you also had another you were you were very blessed, black and highly favored during the, uh, the <laughs> pandemic. But uh, you had another uh, creation of your your partnership with Kevin Hart, uh, SBH um, and Audible. And I'm really excited about this particular uh, space of podcast. Well, audio experiences, because they hate when you say podcast, mm-hmm. but 
uh, that you guys occupy because um, you guys house a lot of original content such as um, you know the with Erica Alexander the project that you guys was it finding finding Tamika um, yes. amongst many other projects under that umbrella scripted format isn't something that is necessarily really big yet in the podcasting space or, or original content in this particular way uh, so talk to us a little bit about um, your, your project with SBH and Audible and why you guys wanted to create that partnership. Man, me and Kev started talking about this idea like 2017, 2017, 2018. And, um, you know, our business partners, you know, Karen and Mark, like when my, when my first book came out, Black Privilege, New York Times bestseller, thank God, <laughs> sold so many copies via, you know, audio. Kev put out his book, you know, his book did very well in audio. So immediately our business partners started talking about what could we possibly do together. And I've been knowing Kev forever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I, like Kev is like a classmate. Like I, I, I literally told him that the other day. It's like, man, you know, it's like watching a classmate just like rise to the, like become like, we didn't know those moguls that came before us like that. Like I didn't know Oprah. I don't know, you know, Tyler Perry. Like I know, I know them now, but I didn't, like come up with them, like watch them from the ground up. So to right. see him doing, Luke doing, it's like wow. So it's just like we were just, we were really, we really were trying to figure out a way to increase literacy in the black and brown community. That's where the initial, you know, idea came from. So we was like, yo, what if we get, you know, different celebrities to read these you know, classic books that help shape us, like you know, the autobiography of Malcolm X, or you know, the Secret, or. 48 Laws of Power. Like, what if we had Cardi B reading The Four Agreements? Like, stuff like that. You know? Well, call, well, call me if you ever do Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret Ann. Because every time you mention that, I'm like, hey! <laughs> and, and, and by the way, that's something we're still going to do. But then it evolved into, yo, see what they're doing over there with Serial. With that, yeah. You know, all that original audio content. Yes. Like, well, let's do, once again, let's do that for Black creatives yeah. and that's literally how the whole idea for sbh which is short black and handsome productions that's just literally how <laughs> that whole concept for that you know company launched and you know to, to be to start an idea four years ago and then to finally announce it in 2020 but then two years later finally get our first you know project out it just showed you how you know you just got to respect the process and like literally yesterday i don't know when this is coming out but yesterday um Finding Tamika, number three, yes, best-selling audio book in the world. Yes, Num number three on Audible. You know, yes. Will Smith. Will is number four. Take that, Will. Take <laughs> that, you know, Will. That don't count. Though. He even out for several. But he's like, but, but we're number no, three. Or as Duval would say, a win is a win. So it does count. A, a win is a win. A and win the reason this story, this story is so important, is because like Erica Alexander and, and, and Color Farm Media, they're, they're telling this story about. Um, Tamika Houston, but more so they're exposing a system that ignores missing girls 1, and women of color. One of the reasons why I'm really glad that uh, Finding Tamika is one of the first imprints uh, coming out of SBH is because people know the space that you occupy uh, as a radio personality, an overall TV personality. You have a huge, pers huge humor. Um, you're funny. You have a beautiful way of making heavy topics light. Like my grandmother used to say, you know, you have to crunch up the pills and put some orange juice on it so people can take their medicine. But finding Tamika is such a beautiful, heartfelt, hard listen to. 
And I'm glad that that's the first thing that you guys put out there so that people know that what comes out of SBH, you're coming with the thunder. Was that intentional? Um, Man, uh, I can't say it was. In, I mean, it was definitely intentional to, to do the project. It wasn't intentional that, you know, this was going to be um, the first one. But I mean, for me, man, it's just like, you know, I got I got four daughters, you know, a beautiful black wife, a circle of, you know, beautiful black sisters like yourself. And it's like, you know, you know how they say, like, your, the, the future is female. Like, yeah. I, my, I have no choice. Like, my, <laughs> my is absolutely female. So when these type of projects happen, you know, I just look at it as being divine because, I mean, number one, it's about, you know, like I said, exposing a system that ignores missing girls and women of color. And then Tamika Houston is from Spartanburg, South Carolina. So it's like anytime I get to bring it back home, because I'm from South Carolina, anytime I get to bring it back home and have a story told, you know, from a place like, you know, South Carolina, I'm I'm all for that. And to me, that's just all good omens right there. It's black, it's, it's, it's black women. It's an, it's an intentional, you know, cause that Erica is speaking to. And it's South Carolina. Like, to me, that's just literally all divine. And you know what's so interesting about Finding Tamika? When you listen to Finding Tamika, one thing you realize is that it's a real supernatural aspect to it all. It's almost like, no, it's not almost like Tamika was speaking from the grave to so many different people mm. in her life, from her best friend to her ex-boyfriend to a medium that lived in the area and was literally directing them to, you know, um, how to solve her case but also man so many people who just assisted with finding tamika in the early 2000s assisted her aunt rebecca howard and her her mother and everybody else and all of those people have been blessed in a real way like tiffany cross who now has the cross connection on msnbc she was a producer at america's most wanted just trying to you know figure it out and she just happened to be somebody in that space who heard this story and decided to you know put it on end and you just look how Tiffany has grown and then it's just, you know, other people, politicians and, you know, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name who's on like Dateline now, but it's just like anybody who assisted with this young lady's, you know, case, it seems like they were blessed in such a real way. And I think that it's the same for us right now. So I, I, I couldn't be more ecstatic and, and just feel privileged and honored to be able to help Erica and Color Farm tell this story. Well, yeah. speaking of these projects that you and Kevin are doing, you know, I saw an article the other day that was talking about, you know, like you said, this is one of many, but I saw Leisha's name come oh, up in that article turd. that you guys are working together <laughs> oh on some other projects right. down the road. Are you guys allowed to talk about this yet? Are you allowed to kind of divulge <laughs> what you two oh will be God. working on? <laughs> You're such Le a loser. Alicia Renee. <laughs> has a uh, scripted comedy coming out later this year on SPH Productions Audible and um, it's called Unleashed with Love. Yeah. Tell them, tell them give, them, give them some of that, that oh sauce. Since it's awesome. Give them a little bit my of the sauce. is the worst. <laughs> Nepotism at its finest. No, uh, Unleashed. It's Unleashed for Love. <laughs> but Unleashed for... Oh, my no, 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 no. Unleashed for Love. For love. Um, it's basically, it's loosely related off of myself, my co-collaborator, co-creator, Sarita Wesley, uh, and just how women, more specifically black women on paper, can have, they're checking a multitude of boxes, right? But yet, professionally, they can't seem to get a break, they can't seem to get ahead. And personally, they're, they're checking a multitude of boxes, but romantically, they can't, you know, find that person. So it's about a woman, Alicia, who takes her own life and career into her own hands and 
you know, the circle of girlfriends she's around. It's like, oh, you know, why don't we just create like something in the dating scape for ourselves and maybe we can utilize one thing to help the other. So it's just a hodgepodge of fake it till you make it meets the little engine that could meets, you know, just black women trying to figure out, can we have it all from the comedic perspective? Obviously, it's a scripted uh, series. I'm, really, I'm excited. I'm happy I'm about it. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for both of you. And, and honestly, truly, and I'm going to say this before we move on, but since you put me on the spot, the thing that means the most to me is that I do get to partner with my family on this. Uh, one thing about Lenard, and I'm, I'm saying I'm speaking about Lenard, my brother, is he has always been an advocate and a supporter of his people, but more specifically black women. And that feels good to have a strong black man behind us, championing us, using his opportunities and his platforms to further our voices. So from my heart, thank you, L. Put me on the spot, little <laughs> Got to use this moment. Got both of you here. Unleash, unleash the love will start. It'll start with Audible, and then it'll go to television. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, you know pod sauce, enjoy Leash while you got her. Hey, hey. Okay. Back off her. Knock that off. He he we can said. share her. All right? We're sharing. He said what he said. No, no you know, but now, now we got to pivot because I'm humiliated and like turning eight shades of red. But well, yeah, we're looking forward to that. I do have a question, Charlemagne. I want to know, you know, if there was anyone out there, because you have such a pulse of podcasting and what could really do well, if you could have anyone do a podcast, who would that person be for you? Anyone do a podcast, man. I mean, it's, it's a lot of different people. Um, Will Smith. I knew he was gonna say that. I was like, Will. <laughs> um, Arsenio Hall. Okay. Can you imagine an Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy podcast? We need that. <laughs> that would be man. awesome. We need that. I, mean, I, I, I actually the thought about it. Imagine the barbers from coming to America <laughs> with a podcast. I'm serious. Like the barbers from coming to America, Arsenio. I, I wouldn't even necessarily want Arsenio and Eddie as themselves. Like them playing the barbers. Yeah. From to America doing a podcast. I'm, I'm just thinking about the things that I'm interested in um in, in listening to like on a weekly like basis. A, like a once a month or though, because they're so busy, but at least if they could drop that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, on the 15th of every month to get us through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have Kevin float in as a little, as a, you know, have other guests come in. Yeah. Yeah. And Will Will was supposed to have a podcast with, um, with Amazon, I believe. I don't know what happened. I, I remember they announced it when they announced their podcast. Mm. But I guess, you know, I guess he got busy. But even if you know, I, I read his book, but even when you listen to his Audible book, you like, wow, like I could really just sit around and listen to Will. All story. day. He has like, a great way. Yeah. There's so much humor, but then there's so much wisdom. And like you can just see the growth and the evolution. And I, I, I call him the Willie Llama. <laughs> That's good. Cause, cause he, just got, he has this enlightenment about him. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, those would be my my two. It's so funny. I studied Will uh, when I first got into this business at VET. The manager that I had at the time was like, you know, uh, find someone whose career trajectory most aligns with where you desire to go. And at that time, and still now in a lot of ways, it is Will Smith, but not just because he's a huge box, hom- box office behemoth, but, you know, like Elle was saying, just the way he's able to hold such court creatively and he uses that platform to educate, to inspire, to motivate people with the masses. I actually started studying how he even conducts an interview. And if you realize... He's always smiling. Always. Always even, smiling. Even if Will is talking about something that's very heavy, 
he has a way to engage you that you don't turn away from. And I was like, I'm putting it in my pocket. <laughs> but you know what's so interesting about Will? Will has always been playing a character. He's always been a, the, the Will Smith that we know has been a caricature. It's, it's something that he created and he, he hated it. And, and, and he even talks about in his book about how when the character of Will Smith stopped working personally and professionally, like the movies weren't doing good at the box office right. and his marriage wasn't what he wanted it to be. And that's when he just started going on this, 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 this well, first of all, a journey of healing, but also this enlightening, enlightenment journey. And like now he's really showing up as himself. Yeah. And that's, man, you would think that Will Smith, regardless, even if the couple movies flopped, he still was, that's still Will Smith. But still happy. he wasn't even, he didn't yeah. even feel like yeah. Will Smith. He was like, man, I couldn't even curse in interviews. Yeah. He was like, I want to talk about doing ayahuasca. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I was afraid to discuss that because I didn't know true. how people were going to look at me. And so he just, he shed all of that and let it go. And now look at the season he's having. Yeah. He shed the caricature, showed up as himself. Yeah. He's got sold over a million copies of his book. He's probably going to win an Oscar this year for King Richard. Like, right. that's like, the, that's the mind blowing thing to me. Like, yo, that's why you cannot be afraid to just always show up as yourself, man. You might lose some people along the way. It might be some people who say things like, man, I miss the old you, whatever, yeah. whatever. But you cannot be afraid to grow. You're enough. You are enough. You say that to me. Huh? I'm sorry. No, you say that all the time. You know, you, you, you say that all the time. You encourage a lot of the people who uh, partner with you in their podcast spaces to just be themselves and that they're enough. But you also say that to me personally, intimately, you know, Leash, you are enough and never forget that. And it's very easy to, you know, as and I'm speaking now to a lot of content creators to look at what is happening for other people. And you feel like you have to show up as them or mm -hmm. to, you know, do what they do so that you can get the numbers that they're getting, get the subscribers that they're, you know, getting or become the influencer that they're that they are to hear someone on your level speak about because I know you have a personal relationship with Will. So to be able to speak from both of those perspectives that showing up as our most authentic selves, whatever that looks like, is more than enough. And that's the thing that's gonna get you to that success. Uh, hopefully will translate well with uh, our listeners as well as our viewers. I'm, I'm gonna have to give you my number so every once in a while you could just send me a you're enough text too. <laughs> just when you do it to Leisha's <laughs> like, here's one for, for Dax as well. Send one off, <laughs> put it on a group chain. Uh, you know, but before we get to uh, the main reason why I know, well, not the main reason, but one of the reasons I know a lot of our listeners and viewers are gonna tune into this uh, episode, which will be your podcast picks. Um, I just want to ask you a personal question because you hold so many different hats and have so many different accomplishments. People will look at that L and say, this is legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Do you perceive it as legacy? And if so, what part of these accomplishments are you most happy about? Or has that piece yet to be written? Is that legacy? I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's part legacy, not because of... Um not because of what it is that I'm doing, but because I'm being of service. You know, I think that when you want to find your true meaning in life, your true meaning in life will come through service of others. So being that, you know, with the book imprint with Simon and Schuster, you know, Black Privilege Publishing, I can assist Tamika Mallory in putting the book out, or assist Anita Kopax in putting the book out, or 
you know, the people that we got, we got coming down the pipeline, I can assist them and, you know, putting their books out or with, you know, the podcast network partnering with, you know, different people and empowering them to help, you know, use iHeart's resources to make their podcasts as massive as possible or what we're doing with SPH, you know, assisting people like yourself and Eric Alexander and creating these, you know, stories that I know are going to turn into just much bigger things in the future like to me that's that's just being of service you know and i just like i literally just love being of service i love showing up as a father i love showing up as a husband i love showing up as a, a friend a brother like i just love being of service so yes that's what i want my legacy to ultimately be i just want people to be like yo he he assisted me in doing this he showed up for me in this like my idols are people like clarence avon yeah Clarence Avon, Avon, who's from, you know, Climax, North Carolina, that that's that's the person that I, not only do I enjoy having conversations with, but that's who I look to and say, that's who I want to ultimately be. That's that's my blueprint. You know, yeah. um, Sean Carter, Jay-Z, like people look at Jay as the rapper. But if people knew how much Jay does behind the scenes and, you know, how he shows up for different people, they probably would have a different, you know, view of him so th those are the people who i um who i aspire to, to to be like that's what i ultimately want to do i ultimately want to just get out of the way and alley you <laughs> that's all you only you only hear about me see me on occasion you know yeah and, and let everybody else be doing their thing you know speaking of your success and you know how you've you've really interviewed almost everyone out there my question for you would be is there anyone that could walk into your studio right now that would actually make you nervous to interview? Judy Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> no, he means it. Really? That book was very transformative for him. Really? Mm -hmm. I did yeah. not expect that answer mm -hmm. at all. Judy Bloom. I grew up reading a lot of Judy Bloom. My mom is an English teacher in um, South Carolina. Well, she, she's retired now, but like she always would tell me to read things that don't pertain to me. And there's nothing that, you know, didn't pertain to me more than books about young white girls you know, that's like the total, that was the total opposite of who I was so I would just read so much Judy Bloom and like I really want to have a conversation with um with Judy Bloom and it sucks because she's getting up in age and I used to read a lot of Beverly clearly too but she recently just passed at like a hundred yeah you know and so I don't know how much time I'm gonna have left to fulfill that dream but she sent me a you know I, I, I speak about her so much on so many different platforms yeah. I think it was like two Christmases ago maybe three she sent me like these autographed copies of Are You There, God? It's, you know, me, Margaret. And she had like a personal note for me and a personal note for my daughter. And I was like, wow. And I, I'm actually supposed to, you know, go meet with her in Florida. Um, she has a she has a bookstore mm -hmm. in Florida. I forgot what part of Florida. And I'm supposed to go down there and, you know, get a chance to kick it with her. Whether I get a chance to kick it with her and it's the conversation everybody sees or I just get to, you know, do it face to face on a yeah. personal level. I'm cool with that, you know, as well. But yeah, I would definitely um, be like. Yeah. <laughs> Charlamagne, so obviously we are a podcast discovery show. Our yeah. big thing is taking people's recommendation and spreading them out there so other people can learn about them. Do you have any podcasts that you're super into that you would like to tell people definitely check out? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a <laughs> podcast junkie. So there's things that I listen to every week. I listen to All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson every week. Like even if you're not into, you know, sports in that way, it's just like to hear 
you know, these athletes, especially these NBA players, come on and tell these, like, really intimate stories, these really personal stories about how things were going on in the locker room. Man, that is just, like, incredible. And they got, if I'm not mistaken, they have the last interview with, with Kobe Bryant. Wow. Um, I love uh, Debbie Brown, you know, dropping Jim's podcast. That's a, that's a, another good sister of mine, but she really is... Um, Man, she's one of those people that will really help help get you through, you know, yeah. if you're trying to just be more mentally healthy or more spiritually healthy, you know. Um, I've talked man. about her on the show. That's I actually want to get her in studio. I, I, we know you're New York based. I want to get Dev in studio whenever she can sit still long enough. <laughs> to, no. Yeah, Dev, Dev definitely needs to be in. Of course, drink champs. Mm-hmm. You know, I love I love drink champs because I think Nori, man, Nori created a. A, 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 a lane for himself that was unoccupied because he was celebrating, you know, all of the older hip hop artists who, you know, weren't getting those looks on big platforms like they probably should have. And um, he, he he's like uh, he's like Charles Barkley or Kenny Smith, right? Because they're are Shaq. They're 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 former players who the NBA guys really respect, but now they're doing the commentary about. These NBA players, and it's the same thing with Nori. He's an OG hip hop guy who all the OG hip hop guys respect. So, you know, he's sitting there drinking and they smoking <laughs> and they get really, really loose. And the conversation is just, is just different. Um, man, I listen to so many different podcasts. Like I still, I still check for the read. Um, like I said, we talk back podcasts, horrible decisions. Brilliant idiots. I don't. I, I. I. I don't. I don't listen to my own podcast. But you know, I think that you know we've been around for like eight, nine years, and it's people that really like what we do. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, you're brilliant idiots. Yeah. The Breakfast Club has come up so many times when we are asking other guests this same question. It's 1, fun to have you on here answering that. And, and tell Schultze that flagrant foul is a request uh, from one of the executive producers of this show. So I'm going to need you <laughs> to help me get Schultz. The <laughs> 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 would love to do it. They'd they love to do it. Please, you know, we just, you know, find, tell them to find some time in their books <laughs> to come on by. But. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and Jay Shetty. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. I follow him on uh, Instagram and really just love uh, the positivity, the energy. Uh, So On Purpose is by Jay Shetty. On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Yeah. I've done done an episode of On Purpose with Jay Shetty. He just did Breakfast Club, too. But I listen to a lot of. A lot of Jay Shetty. Like, those are my morning podcasts. Yeah. Like, Drink Champs and All the Smoke, that's when I'm working out. That's in the afternoon. But in the morning, it's the Debbie Brown dropping gems, <laughs> Jay Shetty, you know, on purpose. That's what I'm zoning out to just to get my mind right. You're the first person to come on here and actually say, during this time of day, this is what I'm listening to. <laughs> and then later on, when it's, when it's time to do some hood rat things with my friends, no, it's, you know. It's true, though. It's like, it's like music, right? Like, yeah, you, go, you, you have to listen to, like, R&B and the music. In the morning, yeah. like it's the same thing with podcasts. You got to curate your day. Charlemagne the God, host of Brilliant Idiots. Um, really, the list goes on. The Breakfast Club uh, podcast, but also owner of Black Effect. Um, God's to, Honest Truth. God's Honest Truth on Comedy Central. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, just Radio City Music Hall, uh, Hall of Famer. I mean, I'm just I'm stumbling over my words here, but 
you really cover the gamut when it comes to the audio and entertainment space. But most importantly, you provide so many platforms for other people to shine and use their gifts. So this was such a huge interview for us. So thank you so much, Charlamagne, uh, for blessing us with your gems and your wisdom. Thank you, Lee. Love you, Dax. Appreciate I love you. Love you too. Waiting on that text. Dax, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting that text, Dax. I'm ready to leave. Just one. I just want, just so I can keep looking at it. You simply ain't getting that text, Dax. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you so much. That was good. This is pod sauce. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.